You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. Hello, Stella and Dean, and welcome to Hi FM. Hi, Rio. How are you? Hello, hello. Nice to be here. What is Woodrock? Woodrock is an animal rescue center. It's a shelter for homeless animals, animals that have no mummies and daddies and nobody to look after them. So what we do is we take in these animals that have been either starving or pregnant or running in the streets or knocked over, and we rehabilitate them, and we make them all well, and we prepare them socially to be rehomed into loving, caring families. It's really nice. How did you get involved? And it's a long story. I've been doing animal welfare for 30 years. So that's a long, long time. And it's, you fall into it with a passion and love and drive. When you see those animals' eyes, you know you're hooked. When did it start? 30 years ago, from my house in Woodmead in Santon, until 10 dogs became 20, 20 dogs became 30, adding two pigs. And the neighbors came and said, no, I think it's time for you to move to a farm. <laughs> How many people work there? Okay, so we have 20 staff members, so that's a lot of us, but we have 300 animals. So every single staff member is allocated to specific duties. We have drivers on the road. We don't only feed our own 300 animals. We also feed a lot of animals in the informal settlements who are starving and really need us and have actually become very dependent on us. So we can't not feed them. We can't, like, for example, go on holiday. So there's no holidays for the Maldos. That's a lot of animals. Yeah, I know. It really is. You must come and visit. Do you rescue all types of animals? Predominantly dogs and cats. That's our main focus because, obviously, of all the overbreeding and lack of sterilization. Please, if I can educate every single listener to please sterilize your animals because once we sterilize our animals, we actually give the animal a better life. Um, and so it's predominantly dogs and cats, but we also save pigs, chickens, roosters, ducks, geese, donkeys. Thanks, Dean. Farm Bunnies. Yes, we've got um, pigs as well. Remember that even our pigs and donkeys are sterilized. We're big into the sterilization because we don't want to subject them to having a life of just breeding. We want them to subject them to a life of love and care. We've actually just built our own sterilization clinic on the farm. That's nice. With the help of the public, it's, it's, it's just been launched, and the Tusa Fund Foundation, um, through Dean, actually, have sponsored us 500,000 to equip this amazing clinic. Where do you keep the animals? Well, you know, we don't like to talk of cages, Rio, but Dean will tell you where we keep our animals. In suites. <laughs> <laughs> in secure suites around the farm. So it's um, out in the valley, and... Um, Obviously, they, they have to be well secured so they don't go running around and uh, get into each other's suites or, or condos or whatever you want to call it. But, yeah. And I just have to add to the suites, our dogs have the luxury of sleeping on a real proper bed off the floor. And they also have aircon and they have heaters. So they, they, they are, when we rehome them into other homes and they, the, 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 the luxury that we've offered to them isn't matched and we turn the home down, we get sorely criticized for that. But if I won't put my own dog into that home, that's it. Those dogs don't go. Sounds like you really like the dogs and cats. Rio, I really, really do. <laughs> we do. We love them, indeed. Do you like working at Woodrock? I don't see it as work. Do you, Dean? 
No, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, and it's 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 a mitzvah, and it's a blessing, and it's every single day, seven days a week, from seven to seven. Nothing stops us. It's also it's, after hours. Yeah, we you get calls around the clock. You know, a dog's knocked over on the side of the road, or a dog running uh, wild, uh, frantic in traffic, or not only dogs, but like pigs. You know, you get. Um, Monkeys knocked over on the road where we are. Owls that need us. Um, last week was a terrapin that mm. needed us. Yeah. And What's a terrapin? A terrapin yeah. is a waterborne uh, animal that lives in marshy waters. It's got a. Th- it looks like a tortoise, but it's got a much thinner shell, and it doesn't pull its head into the shell. If you, if anybody finds a terrapin, it curls its head into the shell. That's cool. Do you get sad? Yeah, I she's, was, a, she's a baby. <laughs> I was once asked, what is my biggest, what, what, what drives me the most? And I couldn't say what drives me the most. What I did answer was, the sadness is overwhelming. You do get sad. And it is, it is scary when you know that you are, you have a, you have a crisis and you have to go into crisis mode and you've got to get that animal to live. And I think that being pro-life, because Woodrock Animal Rescue, we, we try and get every animal to live. So being pro-life, um, it's very scary because you're frightened that you're going to lose the animal because your distance to the existing vet that we, we were using is too far or the animal is bleeding profusely like the little doggy that we got two weeks ago on the side of the road that we thought was dead. So, yes, we do get You managed sad. to heal that dog. Yes, I'm pleased you asked, Rio. Yes, one, a good Samaritan picked the doggy up, took the dog to our vet, stopped the bleeding and actually had three pins put into the doggy's leg. I had never seen the doggy. I only heard the story. My driver just coordinated the whole thing. I only saw the doggy for the first time on Monday and uh, I'm totally in love with her and the good story is a week later she's actually been earmarked for a real loving home that's nice do you and she's Dash and Cross I just have to tell you because I did hear that Dash and one of your favorite dogs do you have any pets at home I'm scared to tell you I'll let Dean talk here Yes, their their home is is overrun by dogs. They've got about thirty dogs, and under how many do you have at the moment? We've got eighteen in our house, down. but it could be anything up and down because we only take in the old, the forgotten, the three legged, the deaf, the blind, so and the big and the fat. They just seem to get fatter and fatter in our house. But those are the ones that we we find the, the biggest calling for us us as human beings. It's become an old age home, so <laughs> they they retire at the Meldos. <laughs> What is your favorite part of working at Woodrock? The next challenge. So, for example, if there's a dog that um, is pregnant and tied up on a chain and I get called out, and the challenge of actually getting my hands onto that dog and knowing that at some point of that animal's life, that animal will no longer be breeding, and the challenge of knowing that that dog is going to be rehomed into the very best home that we can find. Mm. Where do you get money to run Woodrock? You know, I actually get scared at that question because it does cost Woodrock Animal Rescue 220,000 rand per month to run. So what we have done is we were creative and we built two pet hotels, two pet lodges. So our boarding facility, which is extremely upmarket, it's known to be what's voted in one of the best Mm. leading facilities where dogs do genuinely live in their own suites and they have full day caregivers and that we charge for and that money and that stream of revenue is a very powerful stream of revenue and it sustains us to be able to pay salaries, to get staff uniforms, to buy petrol, SIM cards, because that's all running costs. It's got to be seen as a business. And if you can't see it as a business, then you're failing at animal welfare. 
Has anything embarrassing ever happened to you? Oh, there's so many embarrassing things. I'll never forget at boarding, I had a puppy in and a schnauzer actually. And the dog was only there for two days. And so I was at the front of the shelter and then somebody said, okay, so-and-so is here to fetch their schnauzer. So we went and we fetched the schnauzer and gave the adults the wrong schnauzer. And the human said, <laughs> that dog looks, she's calmed down dramatically. <laughs> Until I realized, hold on, put her back. That's not the right dog. <laughs> but that's a once-off. It doesn't it happen. It doesn't happen every day. No, I'm not going to send a burble home with a Dachshund family. But also the other day we had a call about um, a lady saying that you must come through and fetch Oros. So we thought, okay, cool. Someone's donating a whole bunch of Oros for our staff and for the for the townships and everything that we, we give back. So we go there all excited and um, our driver's waiting there and like, okay, where's Oros? And this little doggy comes out named Oros, <laughs> which has actually just been booked now. Um, actually, Yeah, it was booked today. Oros yes. is going home to her. In fact, no, it was, wasn't only booked. Um, Oros went home because it was a second time rehome because we do home inspections for every dog that goes home. Okay. My brother and I have puppies at our birthday parties. Why do you offer this service? There's nothing more healing in the soul and in the heart than the touch and the love of an animal, and more so than a puppy. We all love puppies, so we bring the puppies along, healthy puppies along, and it's not a, an exhibition. What we do at these parties is we try and educate, particularly the children who have never, ever touched it. Do you know that you actually won't believe me, but there are some children that have never touched a kitten or a puppy. Or a dog. So it's our opportunity right there to educate and to get the children to interact with these animals and to start to learn to love animals. But our biggest blessing of, of all, Ria, is if we can draw the community to our shelter and get the animals viewed, particularly the old, the forgotten, the three-year-old dogs, not only the puppies. So the puppies are, if you want, a way in, a knock on your door to say, hold on, there are beautiful dogs in shelters. Not, not broken animals. That's cute. How can I teach others to love and respect animals? You know, Ria, I think it's something that your parents teach you, and I think it's something in your heart and something that you have already inborn in you. But they say a pet of an animal or a touch or a love of an animal, do you know that they say that you live longer? If you have an animal in your home, so I think I'm going to live till 120 at this <laughs> stage. But to get people to understand that an animal needs us. They are the voiceless. And it is your duty as the human being to actually take loving care of that animal. There's a saying that says that the nation is, is judged by the way we treat our animals. And that is a very, very, very important thing to Woodrock. Bearing in mind that Mandela Day is coming up, and I'd let Dean quickly have a quick word about Mandela Day. Yes, we've decided to um, create quite a big event at the farm on the 15th of July. It's a Sunday. Um, especially for Shabbos. Especially and, for yeah. Shabbos, and so. it's, um, it's also not a weekday. So you guys, you guys must come through. There's going to be live music. There's going to be a treasure hunt. And everyone gets a lock, and um, and the other member of the team goes and goes on the treasure hunt to find the key and then unlocking the their partner and we're going to have stalls and uh, food markets and it's going to be lots and lots and lots of fun so if you want to check it out you can go to our website or you can go to quicket.co.za to book your tickets that's nice what is your most interesting rescue story 
My interesting, most interesting rescue story, you know, <laughs> I have to laugh. We go out into the informal settlements and we sterilize dogs, and that's twice a year. And the most interesting one was when we took five puppies and when we got back to the farm, five puppies were actually 15 puppies because our staff had actually hidden the puppies in their jackets and brought more puppies than they were supposed to home. But that's just saving the animals. Our whole motivation every day of our life is to make certain that we try and save as many animals as possible. Can I tell you another story about um, one of our rescues that we did? So um, someone brought one of their chickens. Oh, yeah. Shame. There was a rooster. A rooster, yeah. That fell in love with our chickens. And when um, she came back to fetch her rooster, uh, she had to take the chicken as well because they fell in love. (laughs) (laughs) This has been High Kids, Four Kids, Bar Kids. My name is Ria Emil and I'm eight years old. Thank you to my guest for coming up on High Kids today. And thank you to my producer, Mandy, and DJ Fleur for pushing the big red buttons. Join us on Monday for another High Kids show. Goodbye and have a good Shabbos, kids.